the memories. The clock is down to 48 seconds. 20 to 10, Colorado leads Nebraska. They have waited a long time for this. So many times, the red flood has come into Folsom Field, and they have gone back across the border to the north, the winner. It won't be this time. The Stories. Prukop to the corner for Carrington, intercepted! Colorado got it! Witherspoon! With the biggest play in Colorado football for years! And now, as a supplement to over 40 years worth of CU football coverage in the CU at the Game archives, here is Stewart with his CU at the Game podcast. Greetings, Buff fans from CU at the Game. This is Stuart Whitehair, publisher and editor for the CU at the Game website and your host for the CU at the Game podcast. Again, for those of you who may be tuning in to hear the voices of Brad Geiger and Neil Langland, fear not. They will be back for some preview episodes for spring practices. For now, however, we are continuing with our series of interviews with CU student-athletes. I am joined for this episode by CU offensive lineman Tommy Brown, a graduate transfer from Alabama. A four-star recruit from California high school power Mater Dei, Brown had offers from over half of the schools in the Pac-12, as well as a half-dozen SEC schools. After participating in three national championship games in the past four seasons, including a national title in 2020, Brown graduated in 2021 and transfers to CU with two years of eligibility remaining. Brown talks with us about what it's like being a four-star recruit, his decision to commit to Alabama, and what it was like to play for a program that went 50-5 and five over the past four seasons. What is it like transferring from a program favored in almost every game to a program which will be an underdog in almost every game? What went into Tommy's decision to choose CU in the transfer portal over other suitors? And what does the Alabama weight room have that the CU weight room doesn't have? Let's find out. Okay, and we're back. And I am joined by Tommy Brown, recent addition to the University of Colorado football team. How are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, Thank you for having me on. All right. Well, welcome to the Black and Gold. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you're a very large individual. What did, what did you come into Boulder at? Uh, about your 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, uh, about 6'7", right around 325 right now. Okay. And uh, the very definition of a big man on campus at this point. Uh, what did you play at in, in high school? You were, you were about the same size, right? About the same size. Uh People like to think I, I like to say I, that I look like I got taller, but when I when I get measured for like the combine measuring, it's about the same every time. Maybe it's just because I I wear cowboy boots now and they give me a little bit extra. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was about the same size. I was probably a little skinnier and had probably a higher body fat percentage in in uh, high school than I do sure. now. Yeah. Well, let's we'll talk a little about your high school. And you're recruiting and everything like that. You're come, you know, went to Alabama, but you're from California or went to school in California. And I've heard several different 
ways of saying your high school. Um, so I'll let you tell us how the, the proper pronunciation for your high school. Yeah, so I, I went to Modern Day High School. Okay. Um, born and raised in Santa Ana. My my dad went to Modern Day. His three brothers, multiple of my cousins. Uh, we, we have a long line of uh, Modern Day in our in our bloodline. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, if my high school Latin is any good, that's Mother of God. So yes, sir. You had a lot to live up to with a, a school by that name. So you weren't uh, recruited to go to that school or anything. You're just literally down the street from uh, one of the premier programs in the country. Yep. Yep. I, uh, you know, I just happened to be down the street and had a family's gone there for, for years. And uh, coach Rollinson, who was, was my head coach uh, was actually my dad's shot put uh, coach. When he, he likes to say air quotes because he, he goes, Rollo doesn't know anything about shot put, but he was technically his coach when my dad was, uh, was there. Oh, very good. So for those that uh, aren't on recruiting websites all the time, this is a school that is not only one of the premier schools in California, but one of the premier schools nationwide. Um, And I believe if I read the bio correctly, your team won the mythical national championship your your senior year. Is that that right? Yeah, my my senior year, we went 15 and 0. You know, we, we took on a lot of great teams. We uh, we beat uh, Bishop Gorman for the first. Uh, we snapped their 35 game win streak, and then you know it, it was. It's awesome to play De La Salle in the in the state championship because you know that that's one of my favorite football movies is is when the game stands tall and, uh, about De La Salle and the streak and getting to play them was really cool. Well, very good. So you mentioned your your lineage a little bit that you have cousins, uncles, your dad, a lot of. A lot of athletes in your family are they all the same size or are you uh, <laughs> I'm I'm the biggest in my family you know height and and weight but uh my little brother's getting close to my height he's around 65 right now but he's a, he's a little skinny guy he's, he's about 220 and that's most of my family's uh like my cousin who played at Cal Berkeley Garen Brown he's he was a middle linebacker there and then uh, my dad threw the shot put at Alabama, uh, so he he likes to think he was really strong, but he's he's only about six three, so you know. <laughs> so you were not necessarily groomed, but you know, seems somewhat destined to be on the football field and uh, be talent. Yeah, talented people around you. You still keep tabs with a lot. I'm sure a lot of your teammates went to Power Five schools, and you know were successful four star type recruits. Uh, do you keep tabs with uh, some of your teammates? Oh, most definitely. Um, I think on signing day uh, for my team, there were about 20 guys signing. So, you know, obviously JT Daniels is uh, was my quarterback. He's uh, one of my close friends. Uh, I've been following him because, you know, I played him in the national championship about a month or two ago. Right. Um, and glad that he got to win the national championship. But uh, then – you know, my, the, the offensive line that I had, um, my left guard, Mason Kolinchek, went uh, to the to West Point and played for the Army. And then uh, my center went to Boise State, Kakani Okoa. And uh, then my right guard is at – he started at UCLA, Chris Murray, and they transferred to Oklahoma, and he, he's there right now. And then uh, my right tackle, who was he – was, he was the young and in the group. He was, he was the right uh, – he was a sophomore when we were all seniors. Um, he's at Washington now. Excellent. And then uh, 
Nico Remigio, one of our great wide receivers, was at Cal the past couple of years. He just transferred to Fresno State. Yeah, there's we have guys everywhere. It's it's hard to keep up, but uh, when we're all in town, we 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 like to meet up and you know we don't really talk much football because that's all we have. So uh, that's all we do year round. So when we're hanging out, it's it's mostly just being friends. Excellent. So you were a four star recruit. You know, one of the services says you're one of the top guards in the country. One of one of the top tackles in the country, and this was. 2018 or class of 2018, you know, there, so this is pre COVID. So I, I imagine there were a lot of famous coaches wandering the halls of your, your high school. Did that be come just routine or was that still pretty exciting to see some of those names that you, uh, you know, see walking the sidelines on TV during the fall? Well, you know, it, it was, it, it did become normal, but it was still very uh, exciting every time it happened. It was like, who's it going to be today really at modern day? Cause you know, modern day is not just a football school. They, almost every sport is is one of the best in the nation, and so it's it's expected, really. And but it's it's still really cool getting to uh, have the coaches walk in and or you know, I remember one time I was at lunch and I I can't remember which coach it was, but some coach walked in and they grabbed me out of the lunch table. Everyone was looking, and I was like, I mean, I was like, Coach Raleigh, you could have texted me, like I could have came up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it it was it was it was pretty cool. It was obviously a unique experience being one of the top programs, and there were coaches at every every practice, and it, you know they weren't always looking at me because <laughs> the team was filled with uh, some of the great. And I mean, I can't believe I forgot to mention Amon Ross St. Brown uh, was no. one of our wide receivers. You know, he was at USC, now yeah. he's with Detroit Lions. Um, also, another great guy that uh, that I loved and had a great time playing with. Well, great. Well, your offer sheet was very impressive. Um, over half the Pac-12, ASU, Cal, of course, CU, Oregon, UCLA, Utah, Washington State, half a dozen schools in the SEC, other programs like like Michigan. Look at your bio; it seemed like you did some stuff in Tennessee. You went to Vandy, Tennessee, and did some camping there and stuff like that. Was that a, a potential draw there? You went to Notre Dame for camp. What were your thoughts when you were in the recruiting process? You know, uh, in the recruiting process, I, I took a lot of unofficial visits. My dad and uh, my mom really helped me out, and uh, we just wanted to explore all the options. That The trip to the south uh, with my dad, we flew into New Orleans. We drove up to Baton Rouge, went to LSU, drove over to Oxford, and then um, visited Mrs. Uh, Ole Miss. Then we went to Vanderbilt in Nashville. Then went to, uh, then we went to Tennessee, and then down to Alabama, and then back to New Orleans. It was it was a it was a big road trip for us, and uh, got to camped at most of those places or just visited. And you know it was, it was all about getting to see everything. And and my dad strategically did it in the middle of the summer at the worst time it is to be in in the South. It is it is very <laughs> hot and very humid. And he goes, you got to see the worst of it. Uh, when, so that's that's why we did it then, and you know, uh, obviously, I, I still went to Alabama, even though I I experienced how bad those summers were, and I experienced them for quite a few years. But uh, you know, yeah, in recruiting, it was all about getting to see all my options and and weighing them out and seeing what was best for me. Well, so ultimately, was uh, your dad's ties to Alabama was that one of the strongest? Polls or why, what? Uh, what was the ultimate decision uh, that led you to Tuscaloosa? 
Well, you know, I, I grew up an Alabama fan. One of the first experiences I remember of college football is uh, the 2009 uh, BCS championship, Alabama versus Texas. We're, uh, we, we went to tailgate. We didn't actually go into the game, but we went to the Rose Bowl to tailgate. And we're walking down the hill, and someone said, roll tide to my dad, and I had, I had no clue what was going on. I was <laughs> That made no sense to me. <laughs> and, uh, so once my dad explained it to me, and then obviously uh, – Coach Saban won his first national championship at Alabama in 2009, and uh, I, I was hooked ever since. And honestly, I I didn't play football until high school, so I never really thought I'd be good enough to play uh, for the Crimson Tide and for Coach Saban. But um, I, it was always my dream offer, and it was always what I wanted to do. And um, when it came down to it, it was my decision. Really, my dad wanted me to visit Auburn. And I'm like, Auburn? I hate Auburn. But... <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. he just wanted me to weigh out all my options. So it wasn't, it wasn't my dad saying go to Alabama. It was, it was really my decision. And, uh, and uh, um, I don't regret it one bit. Wow. Well, you got a great dad. If he's willing to be an, be an Alabama grad and be willing to let you go to Auburn, then he's uh he's obviously a great dad. Um, oh yeah. And your four years at Alabama, obviously highly successful period of time. Just for our listeners, I'll run through it because it's a pretty nice roll of uh, seasons. 14-1, and one, your, I guess your redshirt year, lost national championship at Clemson. 2019-11-2, which in Tuscaloosa is considered to be a, a down year. Yeah, that was, that was a really bad year. <laughs> yeah. In 2020, the COVID year, 12-0 national champions. And then last year, 13-2, and two, and as you mentioned, uh, just falling short against Georgia in the national championship game. So, Three national championship games in four seasons. Can't even imagine it. What is it like to be part of a, a program year in and year out that the national championship is not even a goal, but an expectation? Yeah, you know, it's um, it, it, that's exactly what it is. It's the expectation. Um, and it's, it's not easy. It's, it's Coach Saban's process, and it's, it's not for everyone. It's, it's, it's go to work every day and uh, expect uh, per- being perfect every day. And obviously you're not going to be perfect, but it, it that's what you're expected and you have to go in and work every day. You know, it's um, once you finally make it to the national championship, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a great time. The, the bowl, the bowl week at the play, the playoff games, those bowl weeks are, are a lot of, a lot of fun. Winning the national championship was obviously a dream come true. It was really cool. I, I would have liked to win a few more. It, losing them was not a lot of fun. <laughs> right. But uh, but it, it was it was it was awesome. Really, everyone coming together and knowing what the expectation was and and working day in and day out for it was a great time. Well, great. Well, I was going to go back and do the math. I mean, it, you know, it's fifty and five in your four years at Alabama, and I'm. Not sure, and I didn't want to go back and do it, but I'm not sure that CU's won 50 games in the 10, 11 years that CU's been a member of the Pac-12. So changing programs, I guess, backing up a little bit, what was your decision process as far as wanting to enter the transfer portal, wanting to you, – you graduated in 2021, so you're a graduate transfer. You, you completed your honor roll, SEC, so you know, obviously no issues there. What was in your decision-making process, not necessarily see you out right up front, but the decision to uh, 
you know, try and play uh, at another school? Yeah, you know, um, when it came down to it, I wasn't I wasn't getting the playing time that I wanted to at Alabama. And um, I mean, there's obviously no hard feelings. Coach Saban is uh, one of the best coaches of all time and he knows what he's doing. But uh, I, I just feel like it was, it was my time to leave and go somewhere else where I could play. And uh, that was the biggest part of my decision was finding a place I can play, uh, the coaches I like, and um, just a place that I, I enjoy, honestly. And moving closer to home was was one of the aspects to it because my, my family's been traveling a long way to, to come to Alabama games for sure. four years. So, you know, a, a flight from John Wayne to Denver is, is not not bad at all. And uh, they could it, it'd be unheard of to fly in the day of of an Alabama game, but they could do that here. Right. Um, but when it came down to it, it, the the opportunity at CU was was optimal for me. I feel like I can come in and have an impact on the team early. Um, I really like Coach Sanford and Coach Devan. I think there's a lot of opportunity with uh, them coming in and, and us being able to win some more games. And then you know Boulder's one of the most one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. The the flat irons are right there and the the mountains every day. It's 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 pretty surreal. That's great. So what sort of options? I mean, I, I read about Virginia maybe, uh, UCLA. What were your finalists and other than the, you know, the flying into Denver the day of the game, what uh what were you looking for? What other schools do you look at and what was uh better for CU and make it a fit for you? Yeah, you know the transfer the transfer portal recruiting was a lot different than uh, high school. I I entered the day we got back from the national championship, and it was I was on the phone probably for the next three days straight uh, when I wasn't traveling. I had to make my decision fast because I wanted to come in in the spring. Right. So I, I I had a lot of schools calling me, but I had to start narrowing down quickly, and um, so it, it came down to. My four that I was considering were Colorado, Virginia, UCLA, and Texas State. When it came down to it, I just I just felt the opportunity here was uh, was was the best for me. I felt like at each of those schools, I felt like I could play. At um, I liked the coaches at each of the schools, and you know, it just I just felt like this was was the spot for me. I felt like uh, Colorado was was the one, so that's why I chose to uh, come be a buff. Okay. Well, let me uh, read a little bit about what Carl Durrell said about you on signing day. He's a natural-born tackle but played guard a lot for Alabama, so we're going to play him at both of those spots this spring and give him a role to play that will impact impact us this fall. He's going to be a great addition for us up front with some experience, and he's ready to do some really, really good things for us. If you had your druthers, would you rather – be guard or play tackle what uh what do you think would get you to the next level or what are you looking for um this spring in terms of positions yeah personally i i i feel like i'm more of a uh, a tackle type but honestly i just i just want to be able to help the team i want to go out there and uh wherever coach puts me i want to be able to go out there and contribute i think uh when it comes down to offensive line play you need your your five best guys out there at whatever positions that that uh, that they're they're at, it's it's five guys working together as one, and it it can't just be one guy going out there and being the the guy because that's not how offensive line play works. 
So I, I, I honestly, whatever position they want me to play, I'll, I'll play and I'll uh, do it to the best of my abilities. Excellent. So you haven't had a whole lot of contact with your your coaches yet. I understand, you know, off season, you know, you get a you know certain amount of time that you're allowed to be with your coaches and stuff like that. But you did mention you got a new offensive. Well, CU has new offensive, but everything's new for you. New offensive coordinator with Mike Sanford. And you mentioned, you know, Kyle Devan, the your offensive line coach. What sort of inter- interactions have you had with the with the coaches? What sort of conversations have you you had about with them? before spring practices get going? Yeah, you know, honestly, not much about football. It's more just about uh, how how are you liking Boulder? How, how's it going here? How how are you meshing with the guys? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm really – I really like this team. I really like the guys on this team. I'm excited for what's to come. I know when it's time for, uh, for us to install some plays and start playing football, I know uh, we'll get down to business with it. Um, but so far right now, we're, we haven't been talking much football. Yeah, I think your your offensive line coach called him in. Basically, he did an interview, basically saying the same thing that I want them to know. You know, I'm invested in them as a person, not just as a football player. And you're talking more about the you know about life and classes and things like that, rather than you know technique and what line you know schemes you're going to be running and stuff like that. I got thrown in there as like I was at I was at the buff actually eating eating lunch, and I got a call and it's like, hey, actually you're cleared today, so I had to scramble and get to my first workout and but yeah I, I I've gotten to talk to most of the guys just through workouts and through the runs and hanging out in the locker room now I know you're not gonna talk bad about you know the team and stuff like that or you know the the idea but just mentally going from a program that is expected to is favored to win pretty much every game we can just we can say that with a good degree of confidence to now you go into a program that is going to be an underdog in a number of its games. How does that, you know, you were 47 and seven at your high school, 50 and five at Alabama. Uh, what do you bring, you know, what do you, can you bring to the table about uh, to the, you know, that sort of winning mentality, that sort of winning attitude, that sort of swagger that uh, Colorado really doesn't have right now? Yeah, you know, I think uh, Colorado, Colorado has a great foundation. The guys on this team want to win. No one, no one's out here to go out and lose. Everyone wants to win, and I think with the puzzle pieces coming in, with uh, you know a few other transfer guys coming in, myself and uh, the offensive line coach and the OC coming in, I think that uh, the foundation's laid, and we just need to go to work and and start putting the puzzle together. Because I, I honestly think there's a good opportunity for us. You know, we probably will be an underdog most of the time, but. I, I like being the underdog. <laughs> I think there were there was only a few times I was underdog at Alabama, and, and only one of those games I lost, and it happened to be the national championship. But uh, but most of them we won when we were the underdog, and it, it's it's fun being the underdog. You you get to out, go out there and prove everyone wrong because you all you have is your team. That it's it's your team versus everyone, and when you go out there knowing that you can beat the team and everyone's against you, you're you're having a good time. Yeah. Well. You know, CU fans are, you know, pretty happy with the Champion Center and the facilities at CU and stuff like that. But again, coming from Alabama, let me phrase it this way. If I inherited $20 million and I went to CU Athletic Director Rick George and said, okay, you're going to plop this into the weight room, into, you know, nutrition. What was there at Alabama that 
isn't at CU or what could be enhanced at CU that uh, you were used to um, in Tuscaloosa? You know, uh, the only real thing that I can, I can, I would say we need to put money towards is in, in the weight room uh, right now we have, they're, they're called tendos and it, it does the same thing as the thing at Alabama, but uh, it, they tracks the bar speed and how fast you're lifting and it counts your reps. It does the exact same thing that Tendo does, but the ones at Alabama are like our lasers and it's, there's like an iPad. I, I don't know the whole system, but it's, it's really fun because you're competing against yourself. Every, every rep you see what you did and how fast you move the bar. And it's like, all right, I, let's try to do better than that. But other than that, you know, the food here is great. I'm loving the food. The, where we, where we eat is with all the athletes. And I really like that because at Alabama, I didn't get to experience that. My, my first year there, they opened the new dining facility and it was football upstairs and everyone else downstairs. But the one, the, the one before that was all athletes together. And I, I, I like that camaraderie, sorry. (laughs) But, uh, but, um, I, I just, I like being able to see other athletes, get to talk to them, see how, whatever, how their training's going or how, how their season's going. The locker room is, is great. I, I, you know, there's, when it comes down to it, the facilities are more for recruiting. It's, it's, it's not, it's to get the high schoolers to go, Oh, wow. It's, it's not, it's not a big deal. I think everything at Colorado is great. And, and we can win just as much here uh, with what we have. Okay. Well, last question, adjusting to Boulder, you Southern California, Southeast, how's the winter been going for you? Are there any surprises, any uh, shocks that to the system that you've encountered uh, or has it been all a pleasant surprise your your first couple of months in Boulder? Yeah. You know, this is my first time uh, being in, in, where it snows regularly. And uh, so it was my first time driving in snow. So that was, that was a lot of fun. It was actually the, it was, I pulled in on uh, one at night, the day I showed up. And then the next day it, it, it snowed. Uh, it was one of the heavier storms. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be fun. Let's figure this out. <laughs> uh, I, I texted coach Devan and coach Sanford. I was like, any tips on driving? Cause they, they you know, they came from Michigan and uh, Minnesota. So they've been in the snow and, uh, Coach Coach Savan said, "If if you hit the brake and you're sliding, uh, pump the brake. Don't just hit, stay on it." So that was very helpful. That uh, that I used that within the first couple of minutes of driving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but other than that, um, I, I've get, I've gotten used to it. it, it you, you just drive cautiously, you drive slow. It's it's. But I, I, I like the snow. I like the colder weather. I'm I'm a bigger guy, so cool weather is good for me. Excellent. Well, we're going to leave it at that, and thank you very much for your time, and we'll wish you the best of luck this spring. And you got two years of eligibility, right? So two years to uh, play at Folsom. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening. This episode and this series of interviews would not have been possible without your kind contributions to the See You at the Game NIL campaign. So thanks to all of you for supporting your CU student-athletes. I'm enjoying these interviews and look forward to meeting and interviewing more CU student-athletes in the coming days. I hope that you are subscribing to the podcast so you won't miss any of the upcoming interviews. 
The See You at the Game podcast is available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. So, until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Buffs! Thank you for listening to our See You at the Game podcast. For links to articles and stories referenced in this podcast, go to cuatthegame.com. That's the letter C, the letter U, at thegame.com. If you have comments or suggestions, you can leave them on the website or send an email to cuatthegame at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share it with your fellow Buff fans. Until next time when we will again see you at the game.